Welcome to the 24 Club. This is a podcast about navigating life in the modern world while striving for sanctity as a young adult. Welcome back to the 24 Club. I'm Deanna. I'm Dalton. And I'm Leanne. We are excited to be here today. What is our topic of the day? I know, Leanne, you're so excited to tell the audience. So today is something I'm most experienced in. JK, not really. But today we're talking about dating. What that looks like. What our experience has been like. And yeah, how we can kind of pursue that and talk about it and be transparent as young adults. But before we dive into that fun topic for today, Diana is going to introduce our saint of the week, which is yes. one of my faves. Yes, she is the best. Our saint of the week is St. Therese. I honestly can't believe that it's taken us so long to, to do St. Therese. I think she's probably one of the most well-known saints. Even a lot of my non-Catholic friends know who St. Therese is. So she was born on January 2nd in France, and she belonged to an amazing Catholic family, but she endured a lot of trials throughout her life. She eventually became a Carmelite, but her life was really short and she actually died at the age of 24 due to tuberculosis. But the reason that she has become such a popular saint is it's it's actually a really beautiful story because she never left after she became a Carmelite, she never left the walls of her convent, but she eventually became known as the patron saint of missionaries. And she's also one of the few women doctors of the church. She's actually the third woman to be named the doc- a doctor of the church ever. So it's really beautiful because she just had such a deep heart for, for Jesus, but also for the world and for sharing the, the good news with the world. And so although she never was able to actually be a missionary in a physical sense, she spent a lot of her time in the convent just praying for the salvation of souls, praying for people who needed it. She would write letters to people. And yeah, there's a lot you could say about St. Therese, but basically she just had a beautiful heart. She also is known for The Little Way. And if you guys haven't read, there's this book called I Believe in Love. It's based upon her spirituality. And it's probably one of the best books that I've ever read. I would recommend it to to pretty much anybody. It's so, it's very simple, but it's super profound. And it's just a beautiful collection of different writings and teachings from St. Therese and how she really decided, like I... She like said, I know my weaknesses. I know how weak and little I am, Jesus. I know how far away from being a saint I actually am and how um, much I need you. But I am going to allow my weakness to just be completely given over to you. And it's actually my very weakness, my littleness that you love and that will make me a saint. And so she just has really had a beautiful way of articulating that and really taking the human flaws that she had and giving them to God and yeah, letting him just make them great. One of uh, the last thing I'll say is one of my favorite quotes from St. Therese is she says, God would not inspire me with desires that are unrealizable. So in spite of my littleness, I can hope to be a saint. And I just love that. So, yeah. I think that's so awesome. And that just kind of speaks to like the humanity of people that became saints. And like, it's, it's always a good reminder that we don't have to be these huge famous, like, influencers and i have always loved her ideology of like the little way it's like loving god and loving others in the smallest ways sometimes has the biggest impact 
So yeah, yeah I've always loved that from her. Yeah, Therese is my girl. Not just my girl, <laughs> my girl. Oh my gosh. Um, she has definitely changed a lot for me when it comes to my prayer and just my interior life and just seeing how simple her faith and spiritual life was really has inspired me to not put so many expectations on myself and yeah, to live in a realistic light and know that Jesus will still love me. But I have a quick story that I wanted to share about St. Therese. So this past year, I did her novena leading up to her feast day. And since we're talking about, you know, dating and all that fun stuff, I had a specific intention. I won't go into details, which I kind of gave it away, but whatever. And (laughs) I asked her for a specific color of flower for my intention and just for clarity and peace in those things. And it was crazy because I was praying the novena and the morning of usually, you know, I'll get on my phone, whatever, but I prayed the novena first. And then I go to my text messages and one of my friends and old students texted me and said, happy feast day of St. Therese. Here are some wildflowers that I took a picture of from Wyoming, her home state. And they're the exact color that I prayed for and like exactly what I asked for. And I was like, oh my, gosh. oh my goodness. And she had no idea. She just randomly texted me knowing that St. Therese was one of my favorites. Of and course. I was like, oh, this is real. St. Therese does not mess around. So if you have any specific intentions, please pray for St. Therese's intercession because she comes in clutch. Yeah, that was actually the first novena I ever prayed that I, and I was not expecting that to happen. I was kind of like, eh, this is kind of weird, which it does sound weird, but it really like changed my life. And as you all know, I love novenas now because Mm -hmm. of St. Therese. She's, she's amazing. And she always just something happens like beautiful graces come from it. Even if you don't receive flowers specifically, you know, but Leanne, that's amazing. I know. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, it was wild and so beautiful. And I was like, why am I surprised? I shouldn't be surprised, but also what the heck? So it was really cool. And I told my friend and she was like, oh my gosh, this is like a random picture. I'd sent different ones to different people. So it was, yeah, it was beautiful. So that doesn't tell you something. I know. Yeah, I know. I want to know what the answer was, but we can talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll (laughs) talk about that, you know, off screen. There. (laughs) Yeah. So that, that is a beautiful story and, you know, stories like that are always just so encouraging, but yeah, that's a wonderful saint for the week. Transitioning though, let's get into our main topic of dating. I heard the dun 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 earlier. Yeah. And I think that's, that's so relatable though, because for a lot of people, you know, it, it can be a traumatizing thing. And, you know, there's a lot of hardship and struggle through that because yeah, dating is not easy, especially in today's times. Okay. So who wants to kick it off? Leanne, you look like you're ready to go. Sure. I can start and share my piece. So yeah, dating, that is something that I don't have much expertise in. I will say so myself. Um, But it's also something that I've come to, especially as, you know, I'm growing a little bit older and kind of coming to a place to where I'm starting to pray about and trying to discern what is my calling in life? Am I going to end up married? Do I have to discern other things? You know, all these things. So of course, dating has to come up with that. Yeah, it's not something that I'm right now like pursuing super actively, especially obviously with the pandemic this year was 
rough on the streets when it comes to dating and on um, the street <laughs> you know i'm in the hood so we're really in the streets out here <laughs> anyways that's, okay, that's quality content right no, there. that's amazing that's amazing but <clears throat> yeah so it's been kind of rough this past year and for me it's dating and pursuing a relationship honestly like I know a lot of women might think differently, but growing up, it wasn't like my main goal or my like super big focus of like, who am I going to date? When am I going to date? All these things, which I think honestly is a huge grace from God, because that's something that I know a lot of people do struggle with. Um, But as I've grown older, like I said, it's been something that's started to come to mind more of, yeah, I do desire marriage. I do desire to have a family and to grow in my relationship with God in that way, you know, and pursue that. But it's kind of hard sometimes when I'm not in complete control of that. Um, you know, it takes more than me to date, you know, it takes other people, it takes guys to pursue me, different things like that. So I think within my time as a missionary, I really focused on growing myself, growing in prayer, growing in my relationship with the Lord, growing in virtue and trying to pursue a path to where I would be someone who, if I were a guy, I would want to date, you know, in that way. Someone who is respectable and trying to strive for something that is good, at least. So yeah, so that's kind of been my overall goal. And now that I'm out of focus, it's again, been hard if we're being honest, because I came out in a pandemic, transitioning back home, transitioning into a new job. Again, that was not my focus to like come out here and try to find the first guy that I see because that's just wasn't my reality. And I think that's okay. You know, now I'm coming to a place where I'm like, okay, I'm definitely not like I would say at the perfect place, but I'm at a better place than I was when I first moved back home. But now what? Now it's the act of putting myself out there, which is hard (laughs) and something Mm -hmm. that I have to kind of get over my pride in and to actually see, okay, where can I find other people who I can not necessarily just look for dating in, but look for good friendships and strive for that. So, yeah. And then there's the obvious you know, thing of the times right now is online dating, which we can get into later. I won't spill everything right now. But yeah, that's the reality in our life right now, too. So that's kind of my experience. It's all over the place. And I think that's okay, because most of us are. I think we just see on the big screens, you know, all of kind of the picture perfect dating lifestyles, which just isn't true. So that's where I'm coming from. But What are y'all's experiences? I know we all have different experiences when it comes to this. Yeah. Well, I definitely relate to you. We've talked about this too. I definitely can relate to you, Leanne, in that, like, I think anybody, I guess, around our age can, like dating in this season. I think for me, like, I mean, I could say a lot of things about my experience or whatever, but I'm, if I like look at right now, I think for me, the hardest thing about dating or the, like the prospect of dating is the fact that like, I have chosen to live differently from the world, but like, it doesn't mean that I want to date just like if I'm in the pioneer times either. Like I, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know if that's the way to say it, but like, it's really hard to have the balance between like, yes, I, I understand the purpose of first of all, of marriage. Right. And so I don't date just to like use a person, whether it's just to pass my time 
or to hook up with or whatever, because like, you know, praise God that like, he's been able to, to really change my heart and teach me. I mean, just about human dignity, really. But that doesn't mean that like, I'm going to, you know, marry the first person I go on a date with. And so like trying to find the balance between like dating and like dating for fun versus, but you're not really dating for fun because you don't want to just like waste this person's time. I think that's been the biggest struggle for me. And so, yeah, it's hard to find people that are on the same page as you in that. And like, yeah, I definitely know a lot of friends who have met their husbands even through online dating. And I don't think that it's a bad thing. Um, I think you can even meet like really virtuous people on there, but my experience has not been that. And the older that I get and the more that I like, I do not even put myself out there, but maybe even like accept like a date or something. Like the more I realize how actually like wildly different my desire, my view of dating is versus the typical man, my age in the world. (laughs) So, I mean, I have a lot of stories of just like things, even to this day where I'm like, kind of like Juliet, I'm like, Lord, is marriage in the cards for me? Like I, cause I'm not going to settle, you know, like I, I will not. And not because I'm better than other people, but I won't settle for less than like the vision that I have for my life, you know, and the vision that God's given me for my life and for my future children. But it seems like anytime that a guy, like even a nice, like upstanding dude, like asked for my number, like the guy on the plane the other day on the way back. And he knew, you know, like I talked about the Lord, I got to share what I did as a missionary, all these things. He seemed super great. And then just really, it went downhill. Dating is hard. Dating as a young adult Christian who's pursuing Jesus in the way that we are is difficult. It really, it just is. That's very real. And that's something that a lot of people are going to like, yeah, it's kind of, it seems like a taboo thing to talk about, but I think, you know, that's something that actually people deal with on a, on a regular basis. Right. That's such a good point. And also last thing I'll say, like at the end of the day, like I'm not, I don't want to come across sounding like, Oh, we're better than them. Or like, I'm so much more. But the fact is like, I, I do think like there's a level of like so much of our culture is people using other people. Like it just is, they don't understand their own dignity. And the reason that guy, that guy didn't know or even desire to really know me or my heart. Um, but he wanted to, you know, physically use me right away and not, in the, and I'm not trying to judge him. I'm just saying like, we are just part of a, a culture that really does not understand, like even in friendship, like it's mm-hmm. utilitarian friendships are, are the majority of like what we see a lot of the time, you know, mm-hmm. um, and just like using other people for your own pleasure. And so just like, that is what I don't like. It's not the person themselves. It's yeah. just like the norm in our culture, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. And I've never, I have had one or two good dating experiences with good Christian men. I'm just saying the vast majority of my mine have not been like that, mm-hmm. but there are those relationships out there like Dalton, for example, I feel like Dalton and yeah, you can speak for yourself, but you have been a, a beautiful witness to a lot of our students. Well, I guess not my students anymore, the students um, and a lot of people in your life. So, well, thank you for that. That's a compliment. But yeah, dating in today's society is like super hard and crazy. Just like you said, Deanna, like that's what people are growing up in in society, like even people in the church. And, you know, I used to think that growing up like, oh, like I'm only going to find my future wife like at a youth group or at like a certain Sunday mass. But and like I encourage that, like I encourage like making your friendships and and more than likely somebody who you are going to end up, you know, having a good relationship with is probably going to be somebody who's involved in the same things that you are. So if that's a priority for you, then, you know, 
look with the intention of that being a priority. But yeah, like society around us has such a bigger influence than I think what we give it credit for um, because it, it has impacted everything. It has impacted like our churches. It has impacted the world politics. Like everything that we do is basically defined by the way society is right now. And that's very, very hard. You're exactly right. Like both men and women are in the habit of using each other, whether it's in a friendship or in a relationship. But yeah, I don't think that that's means to be discouraged. It is, you Mm -hmm. know, means and it is a reason to be more patient, (laughs) unfortunately, because yeah, like you have to, you have, we all have standards and we all have dignity that we want to obtain, like not obtain, we want to uphold and you shouldn't settle. You shouldn't, because God is not going to give you somebody that's like, oh, well, you know, they're good enough. So that's what you get, you know? But I also came to realize too, that it's the relationship is not going to be perfect because again, like what I've understood is the, the purpose of marriage is the sanctification of both people. So if you have somebody who is a perfect person then how are you going to ever learn to be like Christ? Like, how are you ever going to love unconditionally? Mm. Um, <laughs> so like, no, it's, so true. it's not going to be a perfect relationship, but that does not also give reason to dismiss a lot of these toxic qualities either. It's, you can't lean on that either and say, well, it's because like, it's my, they're my sanctification and they're going to get me to heaven. Like, no, like if there are certain things that are just bringing you down and like quality of life is just like low, God does not want you to suffer your whole life and be like, why did I ever do this? Or, oh, I have to put up with this. So like, no, that is not a thing. God wants you to be happy. Yes, there's going to be struggles, but the definition of joy is not being happy hundred percent of the time. The definition, the definition of joy is like having long-term happiness. Like, yeah, you go through hills and valleys, but you still have hope. You still have trust. Like you're not in despair. And I, I think it's easy to, to fall into despair in, in, you know, our society in the dating culture that we have right now. I didn't have that good of an experience with online dating, but again, you know, God works in mysterious ways. And if he works in that way for you, then that's fantastic. Like, but for me, like I, it, it was very limited it, and it definitely is very hard to put yourself out there. But you know, in my current relationship, I, you know, everything's going well. <laughs> What's her name? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do have a promise ring. Uh, we both share promise rings. Uh, her name is Christina and we are very happy right now. Yeah. And I think one thing that really pushed our relationship forward is we were very straightforward with each other, like from the get-go. And I think that's Mm -hmm. one piece of advice that I would just give everybody. We like part of dating is getting to know somebody beforehand, like the building the friendship aspect of it. And, you know, we, we knew about each other and we started kind of answering all those friendship questions. And when we both realized like, Hey, like we can move forward because we both see each other as a potential partner for life. We answered all the hard questions first. We talked about, family, religious beliefs, like habits that we wanted as far as like raising children, like all of the the things that you have to, they're, they're going to build a foundation for your future life. We talked about all that. And we were like, I told her straight up, I said, I am tired of tiptoeing and walking on eggshells around like, oh, am I going to like make this person like upset? How is this going to go on the second date? Like I was tired of like wondering 
like, oh, is this person interested? Like playing games, basically. And I told her, I was like, I'm not looking to play games. I am quite honestly, I am dating because I want to find a partner for life. And this is what I believe. This is what I want. These are my expectations. And we laid everything out. And she said, good, because I'm tired of it too. I'm tired of playing games. I'm tired of waiting. Um, I'm tired of having the runaround. And so, you know, that when we put all of that out there, it was like, okay, like that was a threshold for us that once we crossed, it was like, now we can move forward to see like, how, how can we continue to build each other up? How can we encourage yeah. each other? How um, long after you guys met, did you get, did you have those conversations? Was it like right away or? No, I would say like, bit? yeah, because we ended up being prayer partners. And so we started a conversation because she asked me for prayers and it just the like, ladies never... always ask for pr- i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> right that's the ticket that's the secret right oh there. my gosh um, bad advice <laughs> <laughs> but no like our, our conversation like it it never really stopped once we started and there was just always something something else and i think that's important too like you need to be able to carry a conversation about you know what's going on and you know, I was just intending to be there as a friend. And I think that's another thing too, is at that point I had decided that I was going to stop trying to look. That was like, I said, okay, I am done looking. I am done like putting my heart out there and chasing like people. I am just going to be, and God kind of pushed me into this because one, I was doing Exodus and two, I had gone to confession and the priest was like, you need to give your heart a break. I'm going to put you on a six month dating fast. And so I was like, well, okay. But I mean, it's what I needed because it wasn't until I decided that I wasn't going to make this happen. I wasn't going to be chasing, you know, who I thought. And I decided to just sit and be still that this person like popped into my life. And it was like, whoa, where did you come from? And it was kind of like that pleasant surprise of, you know, the realization that, you know, God really does things in his own time. And I mean, another thing is if I had not gone through the things in my life that I did. And, you know, if I had followed my life plan, I would have never met her. Mm. We, we never would have crossed paths probably. And, you know, there's, there's little things too, little details in our relationship that like, if that didn't happen, even though we were both going to CSA, even though we were at the same school, we probably still wouldn't have even like became friends because mm. she knew my brother, she knew my sister before she met me. And so she was like, yeah, like if that didn't happen, I probably would have just seen you as like, oh, that's Dalton. That's Elijah's brother. That's Melanie's brother. And that would have been the end of it. Wow. But yeah, so I would say, you know, we became friends and probably about two months into it, our friendship started to grow and we started to have feelings for each other. And we both knew it was mutual, but it was kind of that, that waiting time of like, I don't want to say something first. And so I just straight up told her, I was like, look, if you can't already tell, I I am starting to like see you more as a friend, but I'm finishing out Exodus and I have to wait, but you know, I don't want to keep you guessing and I want you to know where I stand. And she was like, I'll wait. That is what we need. Yeah. She was like, thank you for telling me because, you know, I was going crazy and I had told my friend today that if you didn't say anything, then I was not going to get my hopes up because I was honestly like wondering if you were just being nice or if you were yeah. like actually trying to like send me signals of like, you know, this is, this could be more. Um, I think that is another issue with dating Dalton. We need more men like you and less pseudo dating and uh, cause it happens yeah. all the time where, and, and a lot of the times the guy is interested, but he never 
either wants to make the commitment or wants to be courageous and just yeah. and to like say that. So, yeah. so yeah. guys, you know, tip, be honest, be the first one to say something because then you'll be the knight in shining armor. So, <laughs> or make your intention <laughs> clear either way. Don't yeah. pseudo yeah. date someone just because you want to have a girlfriend mm-hmm. emotionally, but not, you yeah. know, be committed, yeah, because which I think is a big problem. Yeah. And that's going to hurt both of you in the long term because, you know, you go on this, this fake relationship and, you know, however long, six months, a year, whatever it is, like, there's going to come an end to it and it's going to be like ugly. So either you're going to end it by stating your intentions or you're going to drag it out and something's going to happen and it's going to explode into some argument that is just going to leave you both really, really heartbroken because you've shared so much time together. And I think that's, that's hard too, is because, the only right way to date is to invest in those people in that other person. And mm-hmm. if you don't intend on investing anything more than, you know, some text messages throughout the day and maybe a few hangouts, then, you know, that other person is going to be left feeling like they're missing a whole lot. And, you know, you might even give them false expectations for later relationships. They're going to be like, well, this is what my other relationship was like. So I guess this is normal. And then now you're letting that person settle and you are responsible for that because you set that bar. So Mm. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that Dalton. I really do think it's, yeah, it's really cool to hear all different perspectives and it's beautiful to see you and your relationship with Christina for sure. Yes. So fun to watch y'all honestly. Yeah. We could talk about that. I feel like there's so many other things that came up in my head when you were talking, Dalton, about just even dating culture in the in the church, right? Like, yeah. So and even when you meet somebody who's going for all the same things that you're going for and like has the same desires as you and the, like on, you know, isn't just looking for to sleep with somebody like that also doesn't always work out. It's okay. That's you're not always compatible with the with the first person that you meet that, you know, is on the same page as you or who's great on paper. And so I think that it's really cool to see how you like let go as well, like with Christina and you were just kind of like in a place of just really giving your all to Jesus and, and how he blessed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think honestly, that's the key. Like mm, just, for sure. just, and Jason Everett says it a lot. And he used to like, you know, run towards God 100%. And then after you run towards God for a little bit, look to see who's at your left and at your right running with you. Chances are that's probably a good like mate to, to like that. That's probably a good person that you can have a relationship with. Mm. And yeah, he was, he was right. Yeah, definitely. Leanne, did you have any last thoughts? No, I just agree. And I think uh, I don't want to finish this conversation, but I also don't want them to having to have to listen to us for two hours, but I'm like, this could be like a, a part two there could be a part yeah, two honestly like we have so much to share even just like on the subtopics like y'all were saying um but we yeah, do a Q&A think- and see what questions come up yes that would be really cool um so go ahead and drop down below in the comments and I'm just kidding um <laughs> oh, I was like yeah oh. or we'll do it on Instagram <laughs> yeah but yeah I am so happy that we got to share this because I know all of us have unique experiences that like we were saying, we have talked about before with our own selves, but mm-hmm. I think it's important for us to share with other people. So we all know we're not alone because even mm-hmm. when we share with each other, we're like, oh, you too. Um, you yeah. know, so it's it's important for us to, to understand that you're not alone. Dating is hard and confusing, but also can be really good. And it's not something that we should avoid and not talk about because it's yeah. part of our life. So 
and it's the year of St. Joseph. So I believe God is raising up many courageous men, Leanne. So let's not give up hope. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, this is our year. (laughs) This is our year. Come on, St. Joseph. Okay. No, no, absolutely. And man, it is also your responsibility to help, you know, hold each other accountable and raise each other up. So we have just as much a part to play. I thought Dalton Amen. was going to say, men, it is your responsibility to date, Leanne and Dion. <laughs> oh, well, specific man, if you're listening, it is your responsibility. Oh, uh, gosh. Anyways. Oh, <laughs> oh well, gosh. Okay. Well, this is great. I know that we maybe we'll have a part two. There's a lot, a lot here, but it was a good idea. Good topic. Yeah. And I think too, like, um, we'll put the email in the description. And if you have any specific questions you want us to answer about this topic, then shoot us an email and we'll be happy to. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't. Or stories already... you want to share. Oh, yeah. Them. That would be That's fun. Cool. Too. Uh, we also have an Instagram. Um, Diana mm-hmm. has so graciously created for us. It is at the 24 Club podcast on G or on gmail on instagram so Mm -hmm. go ahead and give us a follow and that's a great way to get in contact with us as well yeah awesome and just giving credit where credit is due that music that you heard is until we're old by noel montenegro Uh, go check him out on spotify he's got some merch on a website noelmontenegro.com good friend of ours so go check him out thanks for joining us as always we are praying for you please pray for us and saint therese pray for us in the morning sun Even in the dead of night It's the scars you hide To try to prove that you're alright